but, but I, like I, I texted you. <laughs> I, I found this really good quote today, but I forgot it. So podcast who, gold right there. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Your reputation as the hit maker is going to remain intact for a good long while. From Momland Productions and Facade Media, this is Are We Sure This Is Good? with Rob Durland and Tim Mom. Everybody, welcome to Are We Sure This Is Good? My name is Rob. The other person talking is Tim. Hello. He's got a great voice. He's got a dynamite face. He's got a fluffy beard. Dynamite face would be a cool superpower. (laughs) Yep. It sure would. It sure would. Which brings us to the topic of the show today. Superpowers. Yes. So... What it, can you, Tim? Can you just bring people up to speed on uh, like what the show is mm-hmm. in general? So on are we sure this is good? We like to dissect things a little bit. I, I like the. I think that might be our new tagline: an unnecessary dissection of everyday thoughts is what you said on one of the earlier episodes, and I liked that a lot. So I think uh, when you're asking. Are we sure this is good? One of the things you're asking is, is it secretly good? And that's why a discussion would help. Or is something being misused and making it not good when really it should be better? And I think looking at it from all angles is one of the fun things about the show and why uh, it can be about anything. anything. And today it's about superpowers. And I think superpowers do get misused. And I think some of them aren't used enough. And I think some superpowers are secretly good, like sneaky good superpowers that are underrated. I think some of them get wasted and they're overrated. And yeah, that's kind of the the main things that we're going to talk about. Exactly. So I've been kind of studying up on superpowers. I'm sure you have too. We got the main sources. We got Marvel movies, DC movies, or I guess if you're so inclined and a person of sophistication, perhaps a comic book. Or a graphic novel. How about them? You're getting some of your superpower knowledge from. All that's good. Uh, the Boys. The Classics. Boys. The Boys. Uh, there's other TV shows too that are neither Marvel or DC that you could throw in there along with The Boys. But The Boys is probably the the, the most relevant one right now. It feels sort of like yeah, it's struck on something. It's hit a nerve and is like rising into the cultural consciousness a little bit more than a lot of other shows definitely are i'm a big comics guy though i will front that i have the marvel unlimited subscription with the comics on the ipad oh that's cool that was a good time that is a a thumbs up from this uh from this how much is that podcast i have no idea oh okay just curious they are i think it's like 79.99 a year oh cool so for, it's full 12 months, and that's unlimited access to the Marvel library. You're on a delay on some of the comics. They want you to go get real comics and pay sticker price for the newer stuff. So like you're on a delay as it rolls over to you. But if you're new to comics and you want to like jump into 1982 X-Men, bam, the entire Dark Phoenix saga is in there. There's all kinds of fun stuff um, that you can go in, and you can search by like the author. So if there's just a guy you really want to read about, like Brian Michael Bendis is an amazing comics author. You want to do that? You can just search his name and see that he's written 
he did a bunch of Spider-Man. He did some X-Men. He did some Daredevil. And like jump around if you find an author you like. Neil Gaiman. Oh, my God. Neil Gaiman's comics are amazing. He does uh, – the Sandman comic is his most well-known. But uh, he's all, he also did some Marvel work. He did uh, – what was it? Marvel 1602 where there's a problem with the universe and all the events you know about the X-Men start happening in the 1600s. Yes. And so – Nick Fury is like fighting the Spanish Inquisition, which is secretly led by Magneto. And he's fighting the Spanish Inquisition from the inside because the Inquisition is hunting mutants down. It's great. And it's all written by Neil Gaiman. And you should all go get Marvel Unlimited and read that because superpowers are cool. So today, as we discuss whether or not superpowers are good, I think my main thing that I want to hit on is that um, a lot of superpowers are overrated and they cause more problems than they solve. And I feel like... If you look at real world applications of these superpowers or even in the comic world that they exist in, they raise a lot of questions and those questions are just glossed over because there's a villain to fight and that takes center stage. Um, and you, you're going a different way with it, though, right? You're talking about powers that are, are wasted. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk about a lot of things because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay. Just on the superpower spectrum. But one thing I just want to talk about is in movies – where there's a, a villain or a or a or a hero that just wastes a power mm-hmm. and happen I, I get it in the movie you need to have you need to have some sort of limitation for tension but it's still just something i think about that they just waste it or they you know they could have done something in real life and they would have you know killed everyone by now so i i, I definitely want to hit on that because okay. that's that's big in my mind. I don't know. Do you do you ever think about that? I do. And not only that, but I think about just the general flexibility of superpowers. Like it seems like a lot of times they are exactly as strong as they need to be. And then other times, if you need the hero to be in peril, like you're talking about, you got to ratchet up the tension. It's the act two break. And all of a sudden, the powers aren't as strong as you thought they were going to be. Like, well, he lifted up a car earlier, but now that guy just punched him and he's on the ground. And so I think the variability of superpowers, it can be frustrating, but it's also just a playground for for writers. They can kind of do whatever they want. Like no one really knows how powerful Captain Marvel is in the Marvel Universe. She does fly directly through a spaceship on her own. So it does seem like she could have just handled everything at the end of Avengers Endgame yeah. by herself. Yeah. And then everyone else was just kind of cheering her on. But they made her part of the group and then Thanos punched her and then there was a whole thing. And yeah. So anyway, the the variability of superpowers, I think, is one thing that definitely hardcore fans get frustrated with because you want to you want to know what a person's limits are. And that's not weird. You always want to know how fast the hero is or how strong the hero is, because that sets what the stakes are. And a good story has stakes. You have to know when are they actually in danger? Like, is James Bond in danger the minute someone pulls a gun? Probably not. Because maybe his suit's bulletproof. Maybe he's going to pull his gun really fast. Maybe he's just trying to keep them talking so he walks them over near some kind of laser. You're never really worried about James Bond until he's, like, strapped to a chair and there's a bomb. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, now this is serious. He's been handcuffed to the chair. With superheroes, it's harder to do that. But I think the good... The good ones are the medium powered superheroes like Captain America is fantastic because you know that he can die. It's like innate that he's not Superman. They both wear red and blue. They both have this kind of Boy Scout persona. But Captain America's life is on the line. He could get sniped and he actually does in the comics. Spoilers at one point. 
So I think that's a fun range of superhero to play with. It creates constant tension where they're called to do big things, but you're constantly worried about them. It's more like a secret agent where, yeah, they have skills. and Yeah, they're going to do cool things. But there's also mortal peril lurking around every corner. And that's what makes me love superpower films a lot of the time is that used well, it's just a seasoning on top of a better movie. Like Captain America Winter Soldier is a spy thriller that happens to have Captain America in it. You could definitely make Winter Soldier without Captain America and without superpowers at all. It could just be about technology and the surveillance state as it grows, trying to find threats before they start. You're basically building Minority Report with gunships instead of a little computer that Tom Cruise uses. And it's still really cool. And then the twist is, spoilers, Robert Redford is the bad guy, which is great because Robert Redford's never the bad guy. And that was great casting. Anyway, all that is to say, I think superpowers, when used well, can be amazing. And when overused or used just as a crutch, they can really hurt a movie. So those those are my, we'll call them Tim's opening thoughts. Tim's thoughts. Copyright 2021. Tim thoughts. Tim thoughts. How about you? Like, what, what do you like about superpower? Like, I guess we're mostly talking about movies at this point. Like, what really, what do you look forward to when you're going to get into a Marvel movie? You know that there's going to be certain elements in it. What do you look forward to? Uh, what do I look forward to? You know, sometimes I look forward to just like the drama and like when the music kicks in at the right time and it makes your your feelings go, you have feelings again Mm -hmm. and it starts to well within you. That's, they do that really well. Uh, Maybe it's a form of psychological manipulation. I'm sure it's probably very well researched because it works every time. Questioning your use of the word maybe. Continue. Well, it's definitely psychological manipulation. They're they're using visual and audio stimuli to make you root for their person, which is fantastic. When Captain America tightens the shield on his arm and picks up Thor's hammer, it's just great. It's a great feeling. But yeah, that's actually actually what I look forward to the most in the Marvel movies. And, you know, I also, you know, like it when the powers are, you know, dynamic and fun and not too strong and... They make, but I like the way that for the most part, Marvel kind of makes it make sense for the most part that I've noticed, at least in the moment while you're watching. Yeah. It it feels like they, they make a big effort. Like I remember in Captain America Civil War, like when they, Iron Man would clearly win in a fight against Captain America. And so when they're trying to tee up a fight, I think definitely he's got the suit. He has missiles. He has all kinds of stuff. So then they're dismantling his suit from the beginning of the fight. Like, if you watch it again, like, he, there's a shield uh, hit on, like, a boot jet. And, like, they're, they're messing with his power of flight. And then his arm gets smashed. And now one of his little uh, repulsor rays doesn't quite work. And then they mess up the targeting system by hitting him in the head too many times. And so the Winter Soldier and Captain America are going back and forth, slowly taking away all the things you know would end the fight really quickly. So, like you said, like... They're doing a pretty good job trying to balance this out because and they also trap him in a missile silo, which is key, because if Captain America was stuck out in like an open field and Iron Man could fly and just shoot down at him, that's going to create all kinds of logistical problems where you don't believe that it's really a struggle for Iron Man to to take him out. Like Iron Man goes toe to toe with F-15 fighter jets in the first movie and and wins. Yeah. Sort of, they're slowly taking it apart um, as they go, and it's anyway. Yeah, they do, they do a good job. Yeah, I just I just think about Iron Man because the first movie, obviously, Iron Man's the big bad enemy was just worse Iron Man, and then in the last one, it's like 
I am a god who can destroy the universe. <laughs> really <laughs> ramped up. <laughs> the first movie of all Marvel movie characters, they fight uh, a negative version of themselves, which is just the the formula writ large. Oh, yes, I see that now. It's like Ant Man fights the other insect guy. Yes, I- Iron Man fights negative Iron Man. I just worse, not like worse morally, just like crappier versions. What I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just a slightly, that's, slightly that's worse version. Just sort of ramped up. He's fighting a crappier Iron Man than, yeah, like I said, Captain America been. fights Red Skull, the superpowered yes. leader of the Nazi scientists. You, you well, get it. We could keep going, but we're not going to. And what's well, what's cool? I've been playing a video game for the Avengers. It came out like I don't know seven months ago. It's pretty good. You get to be all the Avengers, and it feels really good to be all of the different Avengers so far. I haven't been all of them. I was Thor for like two minutes in the intro, so I can't really... He was pretty fun, though. So I've been uh, Miss Marvel, the Hulk, Iron Man, and now just started getting into uh, Black Widow. And they all feel really cool, but then when you're like... Sometimes you're all fighting at the same time, and then you realize it takes Black Widow three punches to kill a regular guy... And it also takes the Hulk three punches to kill a guy mm-hmm. or knock him out or whatever, because it's an, it's an RPG. And so there's stats and stuff. And so you can obviously have one character that's 10 times struck. You, you know, you just use that other character because it's a game. Yeah. So it's just fun to see how like they had to balance that to make it gamey, even though it's not how it would work out at all. And that just made me think of more ways that things you want to say something. No, I'm, I'm always waiting for you to finish your thought because it's a perfect segue into the main thing I wanted to talk about, oh, okay. which which is powers that cause more problems than they than they really solve or problematic powers. We'll call them broadly. Yes. OK, Be- because my number one problem power is pretending you have superpowers when you do not. Oh, like we'll call it the Batman Hawkeye problem. Generally, Iron Man. Well, his suit's cool enough that I'm going to give Iron Man a pass. Batman could be Iron Man if he wanted to. Why doesn't he want to then? <laughs> These are my questions, Rob. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Iron Man got shot with a tank and it, it pissed him off. If Batman got shot with a tank, he would explode. And that's a problem. <laughs> good points. Good points. So I, I feel like that. So the number here, I'll, I'll give you my quick rundown. Okay. Problematic problems. Number three is super speed. Number two is Superman generally, but specifically super strength. Super strength tends to be a problem. And number one is pretending you have superpowers. So back to the Hawkeye Batman problem, which is what I'm going to call it. And I do love Batman. I love all of the comic characters. But if you're standing next to Superman, right? And an alien is is fighting you and he punches Superman. Superman's Uh like, stop it. And he punches Batman and Batman dies. Oh, nuts. Like, are we going to, we're really going to be that mad at the bad guy? He was like, I was just messing around. I was just trying to stun him. Like, no, you're, you're arrested for murder because uh, you killed a Batman. Like, well, I thought he was a superhero. He's standing next to Superman and Wonder Woman. I thought we were all just kind of sparring a little bit, you know, just warming it up, duking it out. No, you punched him and his head just came right off. <laughs> you killed him. So uh, we we hate you now. You're our mortal enemy. Like, I just got here. I just landed. I'm just a friend. I was trying to be a friendly alien. Me and Superman were arm wrestling. And then this terrible alien kind of seems like he's into <laughs> gaslighting just a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Like, Hawkeye is standing between Captain America and Hulk. 
And the guy punches Hulk and punches Captain America. And they're both like, ah. And then he punches Hawkeye. And he just punches through him. And now Hawkeye is just, just gone. So I feel like pretending you have superpowers or just hanging out with superpowered people all the time. When you're not ready to, to take those kind of hits or throw that kind of fire back at people is wildly problematic. I I mean, when you say it like that, sure. But I feel like in both those examples, Batman and Hawkeye would be like, I know that if I get hit, I'm I'm going to be the one that's jumping around and moving. I'll let Superman slash Captain America be my tank and I'll just sure. take him off. And I think they would know that and not be the one I'm about to get punched at the same level as Superman. I what think makes you think that either one of them ninja. have both the ninjas. abilities <laughs> to get out of the way of some kind of superpowered punch? These villains are moving very fast. Those ones are literally ninjas. <laughs> so I assume that they're jumping around and getting out. That's their whole thing. I want to be clear that in the in the world of comics that we're living in right now, a ninja is really cool and very fast by human standards. <laughs> and then you're talking about the speed of Superman, who is faster than a speeding bullet. And you're like, oh, Hawkeye would just move. Like, oh, would he now? <laughs> Because Superman gets hit all the time. I don't and think, he is literally faster Hawkeye than a speeding well, bullet. Hawk, if Hawkeye is fighting Superman, that's just a terrible no, 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 decision. not fighting Superman. You were saying Hawkeye would just get out of the way so he wouldn't get hit. Yeah. How, in what universe is Hawkeye fast enough to actually get out of the way of a supervillain who moves as fast as the Flash or something? In what universe is Superman prioritizing Hawkeye when there's a Hulk and Thor there? He's going after Hulk and Thor. That's what I'm sure. saying. If if it's if it's down to Hawkeye and Superman because Superman already killed Thor and the Hulk and Tony Stark, sure. Oh, why are you making Superman the villain? I don't want Superman <laughs> to be the villain. I'm saying there are supervillains. Okay, so Homelander's terrible, and his go-to move is to just laser people. Yeah. So I think if you're fighting a group of ten people, like you're saying, like Thor and everybody's all lined up, you give them a quick laser sweep to see whose head comes off. They're done. <laughs> all right. That one's had exploded. That one's had exploded. Ooh, there's four left. This is going to be tough. And then you have to just, fight those four people. I think we should people. just move on because we're getting into the territory that I wanted to get into for this next point, which is, are superpowers good? Okay. And the answer to that is absolutely not. Okay. Just and generally we, bad. Like if we're talking like movies, oh, they'd be great. Oh, sure. Superpowers are great in movies and video mm-hmm. games. In the real world, no, they are just, if they were to happen... Mm-hmm. They would be just bad, 100% okay. bad. I think that Homelander is your best case scenario. Maybe the, if you're that lucky. Is the darkest thing you've ever said. I, if you're lucky, a Hancock. If you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Hancock. I think that, it, but yeah, I think that a generally, at least on, fa- on face value, mm-hmm. quasi benevolent God. An egotistical psychopath, which is important because that's why he, he wants to save the world, at least somebody's worldview. I think that's as, that's as positive as you're going to get. Um, I think mostly you probably just get somebody who kills everybody if they got superpowers or did very bad things. Just like a, more of a tyrant figure than an actual superhero. Yeah, I think that, okay. would, that would definitely be the way things roll out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree a ton because, and let me tell you why, my number two on my problematic powers thing is the super strength. And Mm -hmm. the nicest example of super strength that we have is Mr. Incredible. And the main difference between Mr. Incredible and Homelander is all of 
Mr. Incredible's murders happen off camera. Because you see Mr. Incredible get angry and he picks up a car. Yeah. He's a little angry. Just a titch. He he dents the car with his hand because of how strong he is. He picks up the entire thing. And because there's a witness, he puts it down. <laughs> he also destroys his boss in a full body cast, like grabs him by the neck, throws him through five walls. And miraculously, the guy survives. And we're expected yeah. to believe that that's the first time that's happened. No, I don't. We we should. What, and this is where I'm getting it. Yeah. And you're kind of you're on the same pages, I think. We're on the same pages. Like, I don't know if he thinks it and how how front of mind he thinks it. But he's probably thinking everyone else is lucky that I decide to obey the law and the yeah. rules. Constantly. And go to, you're and go just to lucky. Civil claims court. Because mm-hmm. I don't have to. And so, as you're welcome, as, America. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, they clearly show a guy who's kind of at the end of his rope and has a lot of superpower and a lot of super rage just building up inside him. There's an alternate Mr. Incredible scene that wasn't in the movie, but it's in the, the bonus features where instead of like listening to the police scanner looking for heroic work to do, Mr. Incredible and Frozone are at a construction site having a beer and throwing large objects like bricks and steel beams that are laying around at the building until it not, it falls over. And they're like, well, we can't just show like wanton destruction. And the, the line is actually in the movie. Like you knocked down a building. He's like, Oh, it was coming down anyway. And so him and Frozone just knocked over a condemned building because they felt like it to blow off steam. And they changed it and made it much more heroic. They're listening to a police scanner. They're not drinking all these things. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. We're like your best case scenario is Hancock, like an ambivalent guy who tries to help out, but really kind of wants to be left alone. And if you keep pushing people like that, eventually they push back and that, then you have, yeah. I mean, if you give the powers to somebody just at random and you could get somebody really good that would do good with it, I think mm-hmm. you could. But I think if the power, I don't know. I mean, I don't know in this scenario how the powers are getting to people. I'm just assuming random. But if I say handing out randomly, your chances are real bad that that's going to turn out in any way good. And, yeah, well, and power is just a widely corrupting force. Like you're saying, like a, the best uh, kingdom would be uh, or the best form of government would be a benevolent king. Everyone kind of agrees on that because the king can do things very, very quickly. You don't have to wait for a democratic process or a, dem- uh, a congressional body to approve anything. The king is doing it. And as long as the king is benevolent and totally selfless and cares for the people, the the monarch, the king or the queen can just make those decisions and make it happen very quickly. But the odds of that happening are so low that no one would ever want to go back exactly. to any kind of monarchy because, of course, tyrants uh, evolve from that and they make terrible decisions. And I think, yeah, the, the superpower thing would end up the same way. Yeah. So I just I just don't see any way that, that I, I, I have to say concretely that superpowers in the real world are bad, although they are entertaining uh, <laughs> in other medium, media, media. <laughs> What if you stuck to like medium level superpowers? Like we're obviously talking about these high, high powered guys. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Ooh, I think okay. you could get like, if a guy's just invisible, I think that's fairly harmless. I don't think you can top. Well, you could probably work your way into toppling a society, but it, you know, 
It would take a lot of time and effort. You couldn't just like enslave everybody. No, I meant more like the, the your Wolverine, Captain America types, where it's just you've you've amped up the the natural abilities of a person to the point where they are this this super soldier kind of person. And I'm sure that there are already projects where they're working on that. Well, I think well, even Wolverine is kind of too powerful because again, he he that's another thing where he obeys the laws because he agrees to do it. You they're like you're gonna put him in jail. Yeah, they put him in adamantium handcuffs and they cover his hands with them and then they lock him up. <laughs> sure. I guess they, they do. Read right. a comic That's book, a good, Rob. I, I don't know about these comics. I didn't know about the adamantium handcuffs. I just, I mean, he's basically, isn't he immortal or close to it? So, yeah, in every version where he dies, it's like on his terms because he's decided it's over. So, I mean, it's just, well, I guess when you bring up adamantium handcuffs, it does change a little bit, but. That but could still. go too far, but yeah. So I just, yeah, not good, not good, not good. Have any rebuttals that you want to bring up on superpowers? No, good generally, or bad? if superpowers are getting doled out randomly, I think that definitely that would be a, a problem. Also, one, it doesn't matter if it's randomly or not. If they're only issued to the volunteers, I'm still terrified. Who's volunteering for this program? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Why? Do, why do you want the ability to murder? Uh, countless people very, very quickly. Oh, to save everyone. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you're going to save like everybody. If it's, if it's a science thing from a company like the boys, I think that's pretty much spot on. If it's just a lab thing that a company wants to do to make money, that's about as good as you're going to get there too. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's took a turn. It's kind of a downer. Well, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, the last thing on my big uh, my big question is prob- problematic powers, which I guess is is a lot of what you were talking about too. Um, I, know, but it's I, just, super speed. I just remembered well, something that I thought I think is important to the whole good bad thing that we kind of hinted at, and we can I don't know how much you want to get into it, but like I also think superpowers are I don't know this kind of fits in with them not being good because nobody's doing it. Where is Batman? Like. If somebody wanted to be good and be Batman, they could. They choose not to. You know what I'm saying? Or, well, I feel like they would die very, very quickly. Well, I, maybe. Or maybe, you know, they could be a decent Batman or an Iron Man. Like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos could or hire somebody to do a Batman type thing. If they want. they have the resources, is what well, I'm saying. Be, being Batman is illegal. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what I mean. Like you would get arrested. And if you tried to resist the arrest, now you're fighting cops, which Batman actually does with some frequency (laughs) and escapes. But like there's, yeah, it becomes tricky. There are, there are a couple of stories like people trying to be local superheroes. Like there was a, a Phoenix guy who like wore Kevlar and black body armor and tried to go out. Like he got injured, breaking up fights all the time. That's like not he would, that. he would walk around in his super suit, and he was a real community suit. I think he was in Seattle. So, like people have tried, like you're saying, like the people that actually have the means to do something, to like build a Batmobile type car and go out. A lot of it then is just like, what are you going to do? Are you just beating up drug dealers? Are you going to terrible parts of town and then trying to stop muggings? Like Batman exactly. has these like impossible to have James Bond level gadgets where he unwinds criminal conspiracies and does all this really cool detective work. And I think that's some of the best ones. What's to stop Elon Musk from 
letting Tesla run itself while he investigates the giant criminal and takes detective lessons and then buys a Batmobile. See? Okay. Sure. He could do that. So now he's now he's 50 and (laughs) he's got a cool car. He took lots of detective lessons. He also had to master Kung Fu. Now he's 60. So, yeah, the Batman fantasy really only works if you condense the learning timeline. The gadgets get really good. And then still, it's probably like late 20s, early 30s until he's in his 40s. Like anytime Batman talks about how long he's been fighting crime, the longest I've ever heard is 20 years. And that's already stretching like credulity. I don't know how to say that word. Credulity. Doesn't matter. So you, you we'll fix it in post. Yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is you have people who could try to be Batman. Okay. And they choose not to. Yes. Probably out of fear mostly. And you know, well, to the benefit of themselves. So they basically, for all intents and purposes, are Batman. They just aren't doing Batman things. Sure. So you think about somebody who is Superman but doesn't want to do the Superman things. He just okay. wants it all for himself. Yes. And you can see how that, that is, it would be bad. I just wanted it. I don't know if that will make it in there, but that was the whole point kind of there. I yeah. can see how it'd be very bad. <laughs> but you were talking about, sorry, a little bit of derailment there. I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know why. I just felt the urge in my bones. And sometimes you got to listen to your bones. That's what, the, that's what my grandpa always said. Uh, Rob, always listen to them bones. They're going to speak a language you don't always understand, but they always have something important to say. The bones inside. I can't tell if you're kidding right now. (laughs) If your grandpa seriously whispered to you about bones, like I have a lot of questions. The bones inside you. They're harder than your skin. You can't just attribute your crazy ass fortune cookie wisdom to your grandfather and try to pass it off. You got to own it. Just listen to your bones every once in a while. They're always whispering. They call him the Bone Whispers. <laughs> bone, Whis- bone Whisper is a pretty cool villain name. Just saying. I don't know why. He's- there was a Ghost Whisperer for a while. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt. She like <laughs> talked to the dead. <laughs> what she did. That's a superpower. It's, that it is, is a superpower. I'm on topic over here. Okay. I get you. I, I, okay. I got you now. She's solving crimes on a I weekly thought- basis by talking to the dead. And she's a consultant with the local police department, as one does. Okay. Ooh, there's a nice segue. I why mean, why I, can't Batman be more of a consultant? I, they tried that show where, like, a rich guy took over a police precinct with a bunch of gadgets. Like, what if Batman tried to fix the system from the inside instead of just being Batman? They tried this? Or you're, what? There's a TV show. The, the big tagline from the trailer was, like, give me the 98th precinct. And he's like at a city council meeting and that he wants to be able to take it over and use big data and robots to fight crime. And yeah, it's good. Jeff Bezos hasn't even done that yet. We're calling you out, Jeffy B, as you're known in your highest echelon circles, your closest <laughs> compadres. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Because we know things, Jeffy B. You think you've got your eye on us with our child's iPads? And all the speakers I have in every room of my house. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't. You don't got nothing, Jeffy B. Make make this a reality. Maybe he knows that you can't have a superhero until a supervillain exists. And oh. he honestly looks more like a supervillain already. Okay. So he's just trying to create the dystopian world we need for a hero to rise up out of it. 
And what I'm saying is that he has the money to just clone himself and be the hero and the villain, and he hasn't even done that. They try that in Megamind, and it does not work. <laughs> it does not end well for Will Ferrell's <laughs> amazing character. I haven't seen Megamind. Oh my, you would love it. He defeats Metro Man, who's voiced by Brad Pitt. It's fantastic. And he gets so bored running the city as a villain, just walking around in his giant robot suit, that he takes Metro Man's hair and creates a superhero infusion gun and then gives he wants to give it to the right person. And so they're looking for a nice person and they accidentally give it to the local news cameraman. And everything that you're just talking about happens where he becomes instantly power mad, thinks he can run the entire city. He, uh, Tina Fey is the voice of the reporter and she rebuffs his romantic advances. And so he completely loses his mind. <laughs> and like, anyway, it's fantastic. So Megamind, good superhero movie, ostensibly for kids, but a hilarious superhero story. Powers that cause more problems they solve. The three, two, one is super speed, super strength. And pretending you have superpowers. <laughs> I see how Iron Man should be conclu- included in that. And he's not because his he, suit is better and it doesn't, he doesn't die all the time. Um, no, but he for super a couple of times, that's fair. You know, well, everyone in comics does. And then they, they come back in the movie. I don't think he's coming back though. What a great ending. They really, man, went out on top with him. But anyway, super speed. If you do read the comics, there's multiple scenes where, like, the Flash is doing a bunch of stuff while he waits for other people to do stuff. Yeah. They're like, hey, we got to we gotta run this sample through the thinger to see where the bad guys are. And he's like, oh, fine. And, like, he cleans everything and he reads an entire book and he makes himself a meal and he eats it and he takes a micro nap and then he eats another meal um, so I'm like, what, does he experience time differently because of how fast he can move or microseconds like seconds to him because he's just bored and it, it only took 30 seconds. But because of how fast he is, he's like left the flow of time, basically, and is constantly bored. And I feel like that would really catch up and probably lead to him becoming a supervillain where he feels above society, divorced from society. Everyone is constantly moving too slow for him. Exactly. Well, yeah. And, and if he runs too fast, uh, you know, he can straight up liquidate people if he ran through them, as we saw again well, in the book. Well, yeah. And the thing about super speed, and I know this is nitpicky, and this is like, you know, read a physics book, dude, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, when you're moving super speed and you do grab somebody or yep. you touch something, you're not just touching it like you would not moving super speed. You're touching it with the force of a 200-pound person moving at 700 miles an hour. What I'm saying is every footstep he's making is leaving a giant mark. Every time he touches a wall, that wall is breaking. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, It doesn't like... Also, his his hands would be breaking and his feet would be... Yeah. Well, I mean, if you... I'm sure that his body can take it off that. I'm going to concede that, but like... If, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the Flash is is a Flash human. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm just saying, like superhero wise, super speed. I assume that your your body can handle the super speed. Or else. I would hope. Yeah. But like the other things you're touching are just breaking everywhere. Everywhere. There are two things that instantly come to mind when you say that. One, you're talking about Batman and Hawkeye dodging super <laughs> villains like it's easy because they have training in the martial arts, and now you're yeah. willfully admitting that. 
the people in these comic universes move so fast and so hard that buildings would explode. But I'm not allowed to make fun of Hawkeye because he can't dodge the supervillains that they fight. I don't think he could dodge. Just saying, the frustration's evident in my voice, and we'll leave it there. I don't think he could dodge, but you gotta see it from my perspective too that those people aren't the ones in the fights that, that from the from the jump. That's to- why they've been targeted by the supervillains. <laughs> Okay. Like when, when the lions go after a gazelle, they pick off the sick ones in the back. That's how okay. the hunt starts. That's see now you're thinking like a super. I get this. I get it now. <laughs> I'm thinking, gonna kill every vulnerable hero and then fight the real good. ones once that's it's good. down to them. That's good. You're right. You're right. You see now this is see? bleeding right into wasted. Wasted see, people waste their powers all the time. Well, the, the villains obviously do because they do this. <laughs> They do the thing I do. No, they do the thing I do. They target the big ones first. You can't and do that. Any smart villain would do what you do, which is sort of the more war crimey thing, the more horrible thing to do. But they are villains. This is mm-hmm. what they would do: is go after the easy fodder, soften yep. them up a bit, yep. and then go and then use everybody who's still alive to go after the hard ones because they're doing what I, the the good guys are doing what I'm doing. They're trying their tactics to like get the big guys out front, get the attention. Mm-hmm. And then, well, those little guys with no power will kind of jump around and take pot shots, and that's it. That's like that's the you know the good guy mentality. Yes. So the bad guys are like forget the big ones, kill who can be killed now. Just kill as many as possible quickly. And you're right, you're absolutely right. You win the podcast. I will send you your check Excellent. for ten thousand dollars. Wow. This, con- this concludes. Are we sure this is good? For, uh, forever. Goodbye. We had, had a good, good run. run. All right. <laughs> no, but that tactical thinking is a real thing. One time me and Dan um, had a couple of drinks and he was like, if anybody messes with us, you go after the biggest one. They won't see that coming. You're very small. I will fight everyone else. And when I'm done with them, I will come back to help you with the biggest one. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. That makes sense. That's good thinking. That's just good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And that's just another example of with actual humans getting power that they would just murder everyone as, you know, efficiently as possible, probably. It's the darkness. <laughs> so I talked about my problematic problems. Tell me about your wasted powers. Well, I mean, it maybe just comes down to the stupidity written into media, you know, to ratchet up the tension. But like I like we were just talking about, they're obviously wasting their tactical prowess if they have any mm-hmm. in these big battles. But they're just wasting their powers. Like the one thing about the infinity saga that I mean, I just think about is if you have the time stone, can't you just win? Like, shouldn't you just be able to win? No one can attack you unless they're like super secret. If they, when you know they're going to attack you, you just pre attack and kill them with the time stone. Sure. Once you boil it down. So if you have the time stone, just go back and kill everybody. Or do what you need to do before they know about it, and you win already. Why do you need these other stones? It did look, uh, well, see, and you, it always ends up as this nitpicky bird walk when you get into superpower discussions. Because you want to, sometimes the writers are doing their best because it, it is a giant fight with a bunch of superpowered people. Yeah. But it does look like you have to be able to close your hand in some way once you have like the gauntlet on okay. to, to use it. 
because the, uh, multiple times, like Doctor Strange whispers to the cloak, like "Don't let him close his hand," and the cloak leaves Doctor Strange and like wraps itself around the the hand, and they I won't let the him close his hand. You could just use the stone outside of the glove. You can if it's not in the glove yet, but like he's always putting them in the glove. As soon as he has them, it's in the glove, and he in the he has to close his fist, and that whatever stone he's using is the stone that's glowing. I know this because I listen to a lot of commentaries. Oh, sure, sure. And so they're trying to like signpost for the viewer. They're like, hey, in this scene, he's using the reality stone and the power stone. And you know that because he closes his fist and those are the two that are glowing and blah, 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 blah. But if he can't close his hand, he can't use whatever stone he wants to try and use. Okay. So like at one point, Captain Marvel is like holding his hand open with her foot while she's trying to like jack him in the jaw and stuff like that. And they did, in the Doctor Strange movie, they talked about how, like, he has to do the special magic and learn how to use the Time Stone. So if it's not in the gauntlet and that you don't have, like, the, the funnel vessel to channel its power at people, maybe maybe it's harder to use. Gotcha. I don't know. But he does make great work of the Time Stone in Infinity War when he just unwinds Vision's death and gets the Mind Stone anyway. That was just so such a brutal use of the Time Stone and very yeah. effective to, like, really make you feel... Terrified. Well, I, I guess, guy. yeah, maybe it is nitpicky and dumb, but yeah, just like once he can do that, couldn't he just make things a whole lot easier for himself altogether? You just mm-hmm. rewind things further. Well, is like you a, said, he, even if he dies, because Doctor Strange just created a time loop and it didn't matter how many times he died. That happens in the first movie with the time stone in it, where he's just like, all right, we're going to put this on repeat. I'll set it now before I die. <laughs> and then he just keeps dying over and over and over and learning a little bit more every time. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that was, I mean, I guess I had some main nitpicky things there, but my biggest frustration and has been, and has been for, for as long as I can remember things is with Jafar in the Disney version of animated Aladdin. Ooh, as far I, as I like that you're bringing magic into it. Well, it's power, right? You know, Dr. Strange and Thor are basically just technology slash magic that we don't understand. So. Well, that's an Arthur C. Clarke quote. That's uh, there's no you can't distinguish between magic and technology. You don't understand. They are the same thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I butchered the quote, but that's what he meant. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, big chicken. Yeah. You're, lay, you're laying it down. It's a bit of a scrambled egg, but I, I get it's an egg. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> Tell me about Jafar. Well, I, oh, well, I probably think about it too much just because I have OCD and ADHD, and it just kind of rattled around in my brain for a while when I was little, but. In the movie, uh, his second wish is to be the most powerful sorcerer in the world. Yes. And you're not sure what that means, but here's what the evidence I can gather. He can create things with magic just out of thin air. Yep. He can change, he can morph into apparently any shape or creature he wants to. He can, he has the power of telekinesis on a very large scale. Mm -hmm. He can freeze people. In time, just freezing there. He doesn't appear to have any sort of timey, wimey, go back and forward in time powers. but That we know of. That we know of because he didn't use them. But he looks like he's pretty much all powerful. Um, And he kind of just diddled around uh, until he was tricked into wasting his last witch. Which, yes. And I think it just all comes down to how dumb they made Jafar. I mean, that's why he wastes his powers. Obviously, the last wish should be to free all genies, not to make yourself a genie. If a genie can undo what he did, no more genies forever is the last wish, or free them all. 
That's the last. Freedom all is a nice way to put it. No more genies forever feels like it would actually accomplish his goal, which is super dark. Yeah, but I just think about that a lot. How he had a ton of awesome powers. It looked mm-hmm. like, and he could have. I mean, he he had like Thanos level minus time movement control of time and space and matter, and could have just obliterated everything. I think, and he didn't. He turned into a snake for a while. He let himself get stabbed, which is why. Seems silly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was very distracted by the genie who turned into five cheerleaders. (laughs) This is the, I'm telling you, this is what happened in the movie. I'm I'm in the universe with you. And according to that movie, Robin Williams playing the genie distracted him such that uh, he got stabbed. Why have that as an option to be? Wouldn't you have all these powers? I have I want no to be idea. Stab proof. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not be a metal snake? Why not be a stone snake? There are so many, so many options. To be clear, you're rooting for Jafar to commit genie genocide by the end of the film. That's your stance. That's what you wish he'd done. I, or what I you think he should have done. I don't. I don't know that either of those are true. I just don't understand why he didn't do that. Okay. Maybe there's some good in him, you know? Maybe there's a little piece of him that doesn't want to kill all the genies. Have you seen his facial hair? Obviously. Have, you know, I forgot about the goatee. He is 100% pure evil. Mm-hmm. He had a twirly thing at the bottom. He had this spooky sort of lip outline. Mm-hmm. That no good person has such a thing. Nobody with an ounce of good in them would do such a thing to their face hair. I mean, Timothy. I'll- I'm going to have one of those goatees the next time we record, <laughs> just to just to throw you off. Make you think that Evil Tim has taken over the podcast. We've known each other for a little while. You've talked about the power of manifestation repeatedly. Is this the origin story of that power? You watching Aladdin and watching him manifest things around him? This yes. Is- this is the best power. Or, I, okay, I think about, I probably think about superpowers and I, may, I think they're probably just weird ways, but manifestation or a very strong version of telekinesis whereby your telekinesis is so strong and precise you can rearrange the composition of atoms oh okay which maybe is maybe is the same thing but either one of those and what i mean what i'm trying to say is that's my dream that's the best superpower in my opinion if you had to pick one obviously if you could be jafar or thanos and have all of them sure all of them so because i i have questions and I yes. believe that you've already thought of them. So that's why I'm asking. I'm not trying to catch oh. you in a gotcha it, moment. I'm trying to. I hope you do. I hope you do. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, my power is manifestation. Okay. I can create anything with my mind. So if it is physically possible in the universe to exist, I can create it. Where do the atoms of your creations come from? Well, if you want to break it down, it's like a, like I said, a super version of telekinesis where I can control the way the electrons and neutrons and protons are arranged to create the things that I'm making. I have that level of control of of the way things move and I oh. make things. So you're creating air. individual elements all the way out. Of, out. Out of thin air, literally. I'm using the air if there's rocks. So the I'm laws of physics are not applying to this power. We're not conserving energy. There is not a finite matter in the universe. You are creating new forms of matter. I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm rearranging them. There's okay. still the same amount of matter. I'm just rearranging it. 
It's not physically possible if that's what you're asking. Well, none of it's physically possible. <laughs> I'm just trying to like figure out how deep down the rabbit hole you've gone with this power. Like the replicators on Star Trek. I always wondered how those worked. Like you can't just yes. make stuff. It has to come well, from somewhere. You can somewhere. do what I said kind of probably in some way. You, have, oh. you probably, I mean, you probably have to have some sort of fusion containment field. So when you're rearranging the atoms, you're not causing nuclear explosions every second, but... You probably could have something like that and rearrange the atoms to collide. So you had air before. Now you have some carbon or whatever plastics made out of. You crash them all together in a controlled way. Here's Mm -hmm. a cup. Boom. Dude, here's beer. Tea. Here's Earl Grey. Here's a tiny giraffe with a balloon. How is he holding the balloon? Is it around his neck? Is it on his ear? That's up to you to decide when you use the fabricator. What if he has tiny hands? Can you manifest me a baby giraffe that has tiny hands? Are we talking about giraffe with what I assume you're talking about? A set of hands coming out on his haunches, his front haunches, but still four legs, like human hands with a balloon. Is that what you're talking about? I figured the hands would kind of look like wings from far away. (laughs) Like like a Pegasus, but with a giraffe. But instead, when you get close, they're not... They're not wings at all. It's just two human hands that you've manifested onto the back a of a giraffe. A flying giraffe is just a really cute dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I just something to think about. Mind blown. Mind blown. Right? Okay, so that's my power, manifestation. Okay. You have some holes you want to poke in that? Or some questions for me? Go. No, my main question was about physics and how the world works. And I, I'm just loving the fact that this power that I've known about for over a decade came from... Jafar manifesting things. Yeah. In Aladdin, you thinking that's the coolest superpower. Yeah, definitely. Now, I thought maybe you'd be coming up with things like, what if Thor attacks you? Well, oh, if- like how are you going to use the power of manifestation to defend? Why is Thor attacking you? Are you a villain? Have you become a despot of some kind? As I said, all things being equal, probably. I probably am doing okay. some terrible things. Do I things. get permission to raise an army against you if this happens? Yes. Okay. Obviously, Thor's there. He's trying to attack me. Obviously, but here's what, I make an anti-Thor machine. Thor can't get through the walls because it's whatever. Thor, Thor can't throw the hammer against it or through it. So that, you don't, that feels more like a wish where you wish for an anti-Thor machine and so on exists. No. If, you, if you don't know how to build an anti-Thor machine, how are you manifesting it? How am I manifesting a Ferrari? It just happens. I just like want one and it's there. I don't have to know how to make it. That's one of the conceits. I don't have to make it. I don't know how to make a Ferrari. Sure, but you know the basics of a Ferrari. It's a car that goes. When you're imagining the anti-Thor machine, what are you imagining? And how does just it like exist? It's like a case that goes exactly around Thor and then squishes him in a way that kills him. Okay, that just sounded like a really mean, indestructible hamster ball that you put around <laughs> Thor and shook really hard. That's Basically, your anti-Thor machine? Something like that. I thought it was going to be elaborate, not just glass ball, okay, smash Thor. So it's like a giant roller coaster. And at the bottom okay. of the roller coaster is like one of those ding dong balls that goes back and forth. And then there's sure. like a little choo choo train that takes the anti Thor machine up the side of stairs. Okay. That knocks over a broom. And then it starts a fan. It picks up the anti Thor machine. It's huge. Sure. Like stadium size. And then that puts the cage, the anti Thor machine on Thor and smash, smash, smashes him or whatever. It just anti Thor's him. It's like Thor gone in there. When I say complicated machine, I meant like something that absorbed lightning and shot it back at him, not a rude gold bird thing that just threw hamster balls at him. Your machine is still the same. So you're going to make indestructible glass balls 
put them around all of your enemies and shake them until your enemies die. Like you're like a kid with a goldfish at this point. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, it'll work. You told me to ask questions. Yeah, I'm yeah. asking. Okay. Sure. 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 Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I, you know, I make the, I, I make the technology that counteracts their being because they exist. They're able to exist. Sure. So my machines also are possible in this universe. If in that universe. universe allows a Thor. How do you stop like the, the reflex problems? Like Thanos had the, had the gauntlet. Yes. He's, he's rolling around. He's all powerful. He still takes a giant God ax to the chest. Right. Yes. So giant God ax is coming at you from yes, behind. Yeah. Okay. Does it cut you in half or do you have, have you manifested defense systems already? What's happening in this situation? Yes. Well, first off, I'm never going to be in any good, like normal place. I've manifested space stations and systems that are constantly transporting me around the galaxy. So that makes it a little harder. Sure. So let me start with that. Now they get on one of my space stations that I'm on. Okay. At this point, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I think I got traps, 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 just preventative measures. Thor traps. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a bear trap. Okay. But the little teeth are Mjolnir's. Ooh. Oh, wow. You could manifest I can make Mjolnir. as many as I want. And I can yep. make them anti-Mjolnir's. If you manifested accurate Mjolnir's, you wouldn't be able to lift them because you would be wildly unworthy. No, that's what I'm saying. I can make anti-Mjolnir's to surround my complex. So, like, they don't respond to Thor. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, they don't want the worthy person. They want... You're overthinking me. it. You're overthinking it. You make a hundred thousand of them and you make them all perfect Mjolnir's so that when he calls the hammer, he just gets destroyed <laughs> by exactly. hammer after hammer after hammer, just, just raining down on him. I could do it that way. I could make a hero detection system that if anybody crosses, everything blows up, everybody dies. There you go. Got it. Done. Done. So. Done. I've already committed to the life of a soulless Sing, singletary, single, singular, singular, malevolent destroyer. That's what I've committed to, obviously, if Thor is after me. So you're Galactus a, in this scenario. I don't know who that is, I guess. Man, I'm really going to get you some comics. We're going to work on this as a team. You know, we're There's gonna a work new alien it. comic coming out, and it looks really good. It says you don't need to be on any other alien comics. You can just jump right in. Boom. But, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, aliens are cool. Galactus eats planets and he is, uh, he moves from solar system to solar system, destroying all life pretty much. I get really excited when I think about all the cool ways I'd use my power, but I I don't think I'd like to think that I wouldn't be bad. I would just use it to like make a cool plane that takes me to Walmart. Okay. Stuff like that. Well, I think it's about time to call it a night. I'm stretching and yawning as is my prerogative as an old, old man. So, here we are. We've talked about... Well, first, you know, we kind of talked about whether superpowers are good. And shockingly, they're not. Superpowers are bad. It's the first bad thing we've talked about on this podcast. And it's superpowers. Kind of a downer. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 was, I wanted to think of reasons to be good, but it's just really hard when mm-hmm. people are just such dicks. <laughs> on average yes if you wouldn't want the average human being to have superpowers you have to admit that superpowers are bad yeah so hard to make a good case there 
Tastes. But maybe, maybe now that we've all learned that, we can mm-hmm. try to better ourselves. I mean, I probably won't do much on that front, but I encourage everyone else to. Yeah. I want to. I mean, I want to. It's just that I'm, I'm a really lazy kind of a piece of shit sometimes, so. There you go. Do? <laughs> you remind me of uh, Matthew Broderick in Lady Hawk. <laughs> he promised, he talks to God a lot in Lady Hawk, and he's like, I, if you let me out of this, Lord, I will never, ever steal from anyone ever again. And he gets out and he immediately goes up and uses a dagger to cut the money pouch off of a guard. And he's like, I know what I said, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak-willed person I am. So really, <laughs> he takes the, the gold. It's, it's a good movie. Watch it. It's from the 80s. Talked about the superpowers are good. We both had some pro- Well, Tim had some problems with... The way that powers sometimes cause more problems than they solve. I mostly talked about Jafar uh, and my weird manifestation fixation. So, Tim... And the waste of powers generally by people yes. who should be able to just conquer the world. So, yeah, I tried to do a reverse roadmap. It's not in order, but it's there. It's a bad map as far as maps go. You typically want maps to be in order, but it's there for you. You can take it. You can leave it. The fast forward 30 seconds button is right there. Moving on. Should we pick another topic? I'm going to go with binge watching. Okay. I request elaboration. I think there's a lot of cool stuff about the episodic nature of TV. I remember like going over to people's houses to watch certain shows and it being a thing. It was like, okay, on Wednesday night, new episodes of Smallville come out on the CW and it's Ryan's turn. And we would go over there and like have popcorn and watch the show. And then it'd be Robbie's turn and we'd go to Robbie's house and have snacks. And it was fun. And I, it's fun when things come out. The The appointment viewing of it and letting your brain have time to like a really good book. If it's if it's causing a lot of new thoughts, a lot of new brain wrinkles, I can't read it so fast. I have to like put it down and let that chapter marinate for a second and then come back to it. And I think good shows are that way too. And Casey and I, my wife, uh, we did WandaVision and it was every Friday. We had a thing to do. Uh-huh. And now we're doing Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's the same thing. It's like something to look forward to. Nothing big, but it's like we're going to sit down. It's like, oh, hey, what should we do? Well, a, a new Winter Soldier. So we're going to watch that. Gotcha. And so that versus the I want to like Matrix style shove this into my brain immediately. I, I think so, there's there's so pros and cons. Yours is, you're talking about the idea of binge watching. Is that good? Not, I, I was just curious. I, I need elaboration whether you're going to best shows to binge watch, but you're just more on the binge watching. Binge watching. Oh, and I, I think we should idea. definitely include that because okay. I have I have very specific things on like what's good binge watching, what's bad binge watching. I, yeah, all of it. So is it good? Like, is it the best way to consume a show? I think it's going to depend on the show. And then I don't want to say I don't want to. No spoilers, man. No spoilers. We're going to get into it off off the air. <laughs> gonna but get- yeah, I, I want to know what shows you think are good for it. What shows you think are bad for it. What do you miss about the old way we used to watch TV? Maybe get a little nostalgic, you know, yeah. throw on the season, season two of Scrubs, hold hands oh, like yeah. the old days. Yeah. But that whole thing. I, I think the general change of how we consume TV Binge watching versus non best shows. I think that that general focus is binge watching good. Yes or no? How does that apply? So on and so forth. I guess I'll think about it. I mean, this was pretty fun. Do you want to do it again? Like on a Wednesday? 
I can't on Wednesdays. For the love of Pete, I have a thing on Wednesdays. Oh, maybe like a... Oh, crap. Do they have one between Wednesday and Friday? I forget. They do. It's Thursday. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what I did. You better hammer that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you then. This has been Are We Sure This Is Good? with Rob Derland and Tim Malm. You can find us online at AreWeSureThisIsGood.com. If you want to see things we think are good, check out the Are We Sure This Is Good YouTube channel or follow us on Twitter at AWSTIG. Suggestions or questions? Drop us a line at AreWeSureThisIsGood at gmail.com. From all of us here at Malmland, keep those headphones at a reasonable volume, never argue with a drunk, and whenever possible, Hug someone you love. The other voice you might be hearing is Richard Kiley. We spared no expense. <laughs> I want to yes and that so bad, but I have I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs>